Jason Miller and his attorney sat across the table from the Missoula County public prosecutor. He sat quietly in his Orange County jumpsuit and folded his cuffed hands on the tabletop. The prosecutor looked directly at him as he spoke. Mr. Miller, I understand you have some information on a missing person in Butte, and you want to exchange that information for a plea bargain for your aggravated rape charge? Miller nodded his head. That's right. I know where a guy named Sullivan is buried. He's been there for eight or nine months. He's a big shot, too, but I won't tell you anything unless I get some guarantees. What kind of guarantees? He looked at his lawyer before he answered. The attorney motioned his head forward, and Miller spoke. I want a guarantee that if I show you where Sullivan is buried, I'll get my rape charge reduced to sexual assault. Can you think of anyone angry or devastated enough to want to kill Sullivan and then Jason Miller? I don't know anything about Miller, but with Sullivan, someone like one of the investment advisors back east, an owner or even another board member with a great deal to lose, might have a reason. Maybe. It's only speculation on my part. No evidence there to back anything like that. For the next half hour, the man detailed historical steps that led to the destruction of Big Sky Power. He closed with his personal opinion. All said and done, I think two things happened that killed Big Sky Power. The corporate owners stepped out of their league with Silverman Beggs and Ron and Quest. And for damn sure, a handful of people got greedy and lost sight of what Big Sky Power was all about. This greed sold the entire Big Sky power ship down the river. Again, that's just my opinion. The two detectives thanked him and excused themselves. After the lunch orders were given to the waiter, Pete Walker affected a cowboy twang to explain what he needed from the women. Thanks for meeting with us. Firstly, y'all are under arrest for disturbing the peace at restaurants throughout Butte. We've received numerous phone calls regarding your lunch bunch antics. The women laughed and nervously waited for Walker to get to the purpose of the meeting. Seriously, though, we're gathering as much background information as possible as we investigate the murders of Gerald Sullivan and Jason Miller. It's important for you to know that nothing is insignificant or unimportant to our investigation. Demert coughed and took a drink of her lemonade. What would you like from us, Pete? I mean, uh, Agent Walker. Pete's fine, Kathleen. If you could, one at a time, tell us what your position was at the power before the Connect West deal. As you can see, we aren't taking any notes right now, but we may come back to you individually with follow-up questions or clarifications. And if there are others you think we should visit with, please give us those names. This interview is over, Agent Walker. I'll contact you when— The attorney began. Sorry, Counselor, it doesn't work that way. Just answer my question. Well, that is, unless you would both like to spend the night in lockdown, compliments of the Silver Bow Sheriff's Department. On what charge, pray tell? Oh, I don't know. How about obstructing a federal murder investigation? Or withholding information on a double homicide? or a personal favorite of mine, because you just happened to piss me off. Three hours later, Jay Marsh slipped the resort van driver $50 for dropping him off at the Canyon Observation Site. 
I want to photograph the canyon as the sun sets in the west. A friend will drive me back to the resort. Once the van driver cleared the parking lot, Marsh organized his camera bag around his shoulder. The bag held his night goggles, binoculars, and collapsible tripod for his already stashed Savage 110 rifle. He retraced his earlier steps back to the outcropping ledge above the observation site. His rifle remained beneath the brush camouflage. At 8.30, Marsh assumed a prone position with his tripod securely gripping his rifle. His right eye held his position through the loopholed long-range tactical scope. He focused on Howard as he guided Texas Man into position. As Howard leaned toward Texas Man, a .300 Winchester Magnum bullet ripped a gaping hole between Howard's shoulder blades. Howard jolted forward and bounced off the protective rail above the canyon.